Life is difficult. And most of us have lost our way at some point in time. Sometimes this might mean straying away from our original values. Or just the path of stepping away from values that were pushed on us. Other times it might mean grappling with addiction or even struggling with our sense of self. We don't always have the right answers, and life can get pretty complicated. While many of us see our way through these issues on our own or with support, not everyone does. And sometimes, no one knows how your story ended. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the disappearance and murder of Nicole Nikki Bacolis, a 20-year-old woman who vanished in 2000 and was eventually found on the shore of the Great Salt Lake. No one knows what happened to her, but it is strongly believed that she was murdered. Nikki's case made headlines when her body was first discovered on October 8th, 2000. At the time, she was found partially buried in a shallow grave next to the Great Salt Lake. The lake would be a huge point of confusion for investigators. When Nikki was found, she was considered a Jane Doe, and there wasn't a lot of hope to find out who she was. By the time investigators found her, there really wasn't much left of her. All they found was her skull, 26 random bones, and a bunch of her hair. It's believed that she was eaten by local wildlife. In addition to her body, they found some odds and ends. Necklaces and some clothing, things like that. The investigation began, but straight out of the gate, they were running on bad information. Investigators believe that Nikki had been decomposing there for a couple of years because of the state of her body. And that's a pretty big problem since Nikki only went missing that year. The timeline they were looking into to find her wasn't right at all. Why? Because of the effects of the salt on her body. It made her decompose more quickly, throwing off the timeline. For the longest time, she was known only as Saltair Sally. Eight years would pass before the next development. In 2008, something changed. As we know, we are always advancing our scientific practices. In this case, a new technique came out that could analyze human hair and basically determine where the person was from based on the local drinking water of an area. This scientific technique is seriously cool, just for the record, and it basically can tell people where you have traveled, which is kind of scary. In this case, they found out where Nikki had traveled, which meant that they knew where she came from, but that still didn't really help them. Three more years passed. Nikki's mother stumbled across the facial reconstruction from Saltair Sally and became convinced that it was her daughter. 
but the police didn't believe her because of the timeline. Her mother pushed and pushed and pushed and finally got them to compare her DNA. It took her a year, but they confirmed that it was Nikki. The police who didn't believe her family before were then relying on them to put together the story of what happened and to help them to solve Nikki's murder. The only problem was that Nikki's story wasn't exactly black and white. A few years before she went missing, Nikki left her family behind to move to Utah with her boyfriend. It was there that she started doing drugs and found herself struggling with addiction. A short while later, she found out that she was pregnant. Nikki made the challenging decision to enter treatment, and her family said that she was doing really good for a while. She went back to her family, and her pregnancy was progressing. But then that same boyfriend started calling, asking her to come back. Pregnant and in love, Nikki moved back to Utah, where she had her child. The next time that her family saw her, it seemed pretty clear that she was likely using drugs again, but she seemed to be in good spirits all the same. After that, she returned to Utah again, but this time, she was unreachable. Five months passed. Nikki's family learned that Child Protective Services had taken Nikki's daughter following a failed home check. Nikki was devastated, and that was also the last time that her family ever heard from her. As far as anyone knows, she and her boyfriend split. His family received custody of her daughter, but this is where the story gets a little strange. At the point in time when they split, Nikki and her boyfriend were living in a hotel after being evicted from their apartment. The last recorded sighting of Nikki was on March 15th, in that hotel room. Her boyfriend claimed that they had an argument and that she left. She never came back, and she was never heard from again. Nikki's family tried to report her as missing, but it didn't really work. They didn't know where she was staying or even what part of Utah she disappeared from at that point. She moved around a lot before she disappeared. Her family tried asking the police for help and even hired a private investigator, but nothing worked. Even worse, they received a false glimmer of hope six years later. An arrest showed up for Nikki, but it seems like it was a clerical error or something because it wasn't actually her. It took 12 years to determine that she was Saltair Sally. Her ex-boyfriend isn't considered a suspect, though he has a significant criminal history. And aside from rumors and one likely fake report where someone claimed to have known who killed her... There really isn't anything. We don't know if it was a random person, a drug dealer, nothing. To this day, no one knows what happened to Nikki. So, if you want to discuss 
advances in forensic science, the Great Salt Lake, or the complex psychology behind addiction, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys.